You're listening to the Gay AF Comedy Podcast, your queer comedy fix with Robert Watson and Dylan Mahaney. On today's program, we get into the groove talking about our experience at Madonna's Celebration Concert. And we test our LGBT trivia knowledge in a new segment called Hoppers. But first, it's Stupid Gay Headlines. We were a bit soft on that. Yeah. We let, the, we let the sound effect do most of the work today. Yeah. The we really sound, did. You know what? The sound effect is, is, it needs to start pulling its weight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing all the heavy lifting. We are. All right. First up, the city of Lexington in Kentucky announced that it is beaming a laser into space to encourage aliens to visit and boost tourism. <laughs> I love that. What's worth seeing in Kentucky, first of all? A fried chicken. <laughs> to see the fried chicken. Yeah. You see how they make it. They only make it there. Yeah. You know, go visit the Colonel. The Colonel in all his glory. Well, oh, Kentucky Derby. That's oh. another thing. Is that in Kentucky? I would hope so. Not appropriately named if it's not in Kentucky. Uh, also bourbon. So aliens, if you're out there, this is what you can expect if you're visiting Kentucky. I would go for that. Yeah. I, like That seems like a nice weekend. Yeah, I guess so. I, I do think it's really funny that a place like Kentucky would probably have a very different opinion if you put the word illegal in front of the word alien. They'd probably be like, mm, no, we don't want those. Yeah. We don't want those. Just, regular, just the, the regular aliens are fine. And Kentucky's like, yeah, come visit us. Come blow us up first, basically, is what I feel they're doing with this laser. Who have they pissed off? Like, who have they pissed off that the tourism board is sitting down and they're like, guys, there's, there's nobody left. <laughs> Nobody wants to visit. We've we burned all of our bridges. The only way is for the aliens. Yeah, well, you know, they certainly have burned all their bridges with <laughs> our community. The LGBTQ community is like they have what some they passed some of the worst laws last year. So maybe they're like, Oh yeah, everyone hates us now. We actually have to appeal to other planets. Yes. And also Kentucky has the forty fifth worst education rate in the country. It does seem this idea yeah. of spending advertising dollars on aliens to get people to go visit Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> it definitely seems like a like a non-college educated person would come up with this. And it would take a non-college educated person to be like well, that's a good idea. You know, I want to be there when the aliens arrive. <laughs> Okay, so maybe Kentucky's on to something. Maybe there's some going to be a nice technology exchange. They're going to fix that whole education thing because the aliens are going to come and be like, hey, have some of this technology. I can't imagine living in a world where Kentucky is, you know, pioneer in extraterrestrial communications. Yeah. But you never know. What if Kentucky is the new Wakanda? <laughs> if you're listening in Kentucky, we love you. We're not talking about you. What if the people in charge in Kentucky are the smart ones and we don't know anything? Usually one would hope in a society that the people running the society are the smart ones. But I don't think I can guarantee that the people in Lexington, Kentucky, that are running that city, putting those dollars to use with a laser beam into space. Yeah, like it's like the, the fox is running the hen house or something. Is that, is that a term? Does that work in this situation? No. Okay, well then let's just move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking of politicians making crazy decisions, a province in Italy is ordering DNA tests for all dogs to discover the culprits in a pet poo patrol crackdown. Ooh, that's some good alliteration there. I like that. <laughs> pet poo patrol 
Crackdown. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can really relate to this because in my neighborhood, there are a lot of people that are not picking up after their dogs. So I could see if this becomes a problem. But DNA testing, that's, that's extreme. Yeah, so I do know that there are some municipalities that will require you, if you have a dog, you have to register it with a city council. Okay. So that way they have a registry of the type of dogs, how many dogs, stuff like that, because typically bylaws will be in place to say how many dogs you can have. And some municipalities, some condo boards, they will also have bylaws that will restrict the type of dog that you have. Yes, that's kind of like how they do it in condos and stuff like that, too. Yes. Like, so, pet rules. Yes. But I guess you can do that as a municipality. Yes. But in this case, this isn't talking this is about... Taking, this is taking it so much further by you actually have to bring in a DNA sample of your dog so that way they can have it on a registry. So if they find the poop, they're going to do DNA testing on the poop and then trace the owner and then find them from 50 euros to up to 500 euros. Oh, so the DNA testing isn't after the fact DNA testing. It's before the fact DNA testing. So it also works as a deterrent to be like, oh shit, they've got my dog's DNA. If I leave this poop on the ground, I could get a fine. So it's actually deterrence. Yeah. Wow. Okay, this makes a bit more sense to me, actually. I would like de more deterrence for all the dog poop that's in my neighborhood, personally. So here's my thought. If I am a dog owner... And I am willing to give up my dog's DNA so the government can have my dog's DNA to be able to trace if I'm picking up the poop or not. I'm probably already picking up the poop. I mean, do police officers then go, hey, where's your registration papers for your dog? That's getting very That's, draconian, if you ask me. I don't, true. that gets a little bit like, I need you know, to show your, your papers? Yeah. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, ma'am. I, mm -mm. I need to see your dog's papers or else it's not coming in the park. Your dog is an illegal alien. <laughs> Send that bitch to Lexington. Yeah, all the fried chicken you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your dogs, they'll poop wherever. Yeah, well, and they do. Maybe so do aliens. But if the aliens come down, we might become their pets. And who's going to pick up our poop? You know what? I'm honestly okay with it. If somebody just comes in and starts managing my life, I'm okay with it. Like, to the point of, we're going out now and I'm going to pick up your poop. <laughs> as long as I don't have to worry about when bills are due or, you know, what food I'm eating. I'm okay. Okay. So, our next headline is, A boss in Portland, Oregon, picked up and drove all his employees to work last week during a snowstorm to ensure they didn't call in sick. Mm. Honestly, I didn't know what the work was. I didn't look up what the boss was picking up. But if it's, let's say it's like a retail situation. If there's a snowstorm, no one's coming in. Yeah. You just know it's a, it's a day off. It's a holiday. What would you have to be as your business to be like, this is this important that I'm going to pick you all up and bring you into work? Nothing. Like, yeah. honestly, nothing. Unless you're in, like, a hospital or something like that where it's, like, a life or death situation. So the offices <laughs> that I have run in the past, if there was a snowstorm, if I wasn't comfortable going in, I would cancel my meetings, my in-person meetings. I would do them over Zoom. I would close down the, the offices that were impacted. Like, the safety of the employees and the safety of the clients and it, everybody that's involved is extremely important. Yeah, you want them to be safe at home. But I guess, who knows what this guy had? Does he have like a, a Bronco, a Suburban? And he was like, oh, I only have six employees. I can pick you all up. Well, that's the thing. If, if it was snowing out and it was nasty out and I didn't want to bring my car out and somebody with a big truck was like, oh, I'll go pick you up, I, I would take a free ride. Yeah, you know what, I would too. So I grew up on the West Coast 
which is not used to snow. This is Portland's on the west. So I don't know how often Portland actually gets snow. So maybe that's one of the things. It's like this is one of those cities that becomes debilitated when snow melts, yeah. like Victoria or Vancouver, yeah. or Seattle, yeah. wherever you're from. So growing up there, I do recall, like, I was there during the big snowstorm or whatever year that was, and, like, literally, the city just stopped. So that kind of thing. But, so I actually read this past week in Vancouver, this is hilarious, people in Vancouver were cancelling their Zoom meetings because of the snow. See, I, I used to work from home, and whenever there was a storm, I would be like, oh, my power's out. <laughs> I did not have internet, allegedly, for like a month one. Wow. <laughs> uh, what? The, all the catch-up work. Can, can you please send me the transcript of the Zoom memo after? That's actually more work, I think, to be like, catch me up later on it. But I have a feeling you just yeah. didn't ask to be caught up on it. No, You're no, like, of course This not. could have been an email, anyways. There was a bad storm. I remember there was a bad storm in New Brunswick, and there were people without power for... Uh, almost about a week, a week and a half, something like that. Wow, that is a long time. It was a very bad storm. And I told them that I was a part of the outage when really I lived right next to a grid and my power rarely went out. And it did not go out during that entire week where people were without power. But I didn't work. I used that opportunity to just rest. Well, in solidarity with all the people that did have their power out, you were like, you know what, I should suffer too. (laughs) Exactly. But you did put the lights on and so you just said that you were yeah, without power. Full so, internet. We don't want to make people jealous. <laughs> or worse. Oh, we're all going to come over to Dylan's house because he's got the power still. Oh, and he's going to feed us now and we're going to sleep there. Yeah, that's not going to work out. It's hard enough having one person over at your place probably for you. I don't know why I said that, but I just feel why? like... because I'm be... not pleasant? No, because like, watch out for the cats. I don't know. No, my... you've met my cats. They're fine. Yeah, but imagine you have like seven people staying at your house now and you have to look after your cats. No, my cats are fine. They'll do whatever they want. Speaking of doing whatever they want, mm-hmm. people in Brooklyn are suing Madonna. There's a class action lawsuit for her starting her concert two hours late. I love how this is news because everyone knows that Madonna starts her concerts late. For years, she's been doing that. So here's the thing. People are very confused in general. People are very confused on the ticket time and the show time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen comments on like reviews of Mariah Carey. Like, oh, she was two hours late. No, she wasn't actually. Because the ticket time is the time that the door opens typically at the venue. Yes. Then there's going to be an opening act that usually starts an hour after the door. And then the main act usually starts an hour after the opening act. So if the ticket says seven, the main show would probably start at nine. See, I was going to be all on side, but I actually don't agree with what you just said. That is not my typical experience at a concert, that you're like, oh, no, you should just expect to wait two hours. It's usually, for me, it's a half hour, my experience between opening act and the main event. And the opening act starts at the, not the door time, but they say show time start usually. They say doors open this time, show starts. Usually it's about a 15 to 20 minute late at maximum for most people. I don't know what concerts you've been going to besides Madonna that where that's been happening. Like, we were both at Janet, and that did not happen. No, like, Janet Luda- was on stage at 8.50. Yeah, and Ludacris had been on at 8. 
I honestly don't, I don't. You don't remember? I, that's what happened. Of course, a lot of the gays were like, oh, Ludacris is on, let's go check out the merch, you know? That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I know, that's where I saw you. Okay, but, so it is actually, when you look at things like crew, IATSE rules, and things for venues, they have a hard pullout time <laughs> at usually like 11 o'clock, or else you have to start paying people overtime. Yeah. So most yeah. concerts actually have to think of that because it's going to cost them a lot of money to pay all these people overtime. So, first of all, kudos to Madonna for being like, I don't give a f- I'll pay everyone's overtime. I don't care. And it's gotten to the point where everyone knows it's going to start late. Yes. So I'm sure the crew's like, yeah, we know this is going to happen and we're going to get overtime. Hey, yay. Like, yeah. think of the people backstage that are making more money, you suing people. <laughs> well, I think at this point, Madonna has been around for 40 years. This tour is celebrating 40 years of music. Amazing. And this is my first time seeing her, this, this concert, the celebration, which, you know, spoiler alert, we both went to it. You know, let's let's say right now we're segueing into talking about yes. the Madonna concert. That headline was just our way of, of an excuse to start talking about the Madonna concert. And if you are someone who is younger and is like, oh, Madonna, you know, give some respect to the woman who did it all first and listen to the rest of this podcast. OK, don't stop listening now. OK, so so I will say this is my first time seeing Madonna. I knew that she was going to be very late. Yeah, we've had this. We had this discussion. We went on separate days. Yes, you went on the Thursday night, and yes. I went on the Friday. I can see it on a weekday. Like if you're getting home at one a.m. on a weeknight, I could see some of you know the average age of Madonna's fans aren't the twenty year olds. Yeah. So some people are like, I've got kids to put in school tomorrow. So I get that, but. Plan your life. It's Madonna. You know. How do you not know? There are means, like there's a great website called setlist.com. And that's where I go on and I see the average start time of the shows that I go and see. So that way I can anticipate what time I need to go, how long I'm going to be waiting, when are they going to show up on stage. And with Madonna, it was somewhere between, you know, the average show was somewhere between 10.20 and 10.50. Mm-hmm. On my show, she showed up on stage. The show started at 10.04. Yeah, that was good because, yeah, she showed up 10.20 at... Yeah. The Friday night. Okay, so let's talk about the show, though. So, was it worth the wait for you? Oh, absolutely. So, I have seen Madonna before. I saw her Hard Candy tour, and I think that was back in about 2012, 2013. So, it's been 10 years since I saw Madonna. And the Hard Candy tour, let's face it, that wasn't one of her best albums. So, she was doing a lot of music from... It's not one of my favorites. And it was 2008. When the Hard Candy came Oh, no, it wasn't Hard Candy then. No, no, no. What's the one? No. Yes. Did Hard Candy come out in 2008? I guess so. I got the years wrong on that. But the Celebration Tour, it's a Greatest Hits Tour. Don't call it that to Madonna. What did she say she wanted to call it? She was calling it not a Greatest Hits Tour, but um, a retrospective. And if it's going to be from her 40 years of amazing hits, it becomes about, ah, what what didn't she play? Because she's playing so much that you love. And unless there there was a favorite song that she missed, I can't see anyone having a bad time. Even someone who doesn't know her music that well would know every single song that was put out in this concert. Yeah. Pretty much. The show was, for me, it was really good. I think that the technicality of it... It was pretty over the top how much technical stuff, like screens coming down, going back up, moving catwalks. Yeah. The lighting, the dancers. I found everything had a thread line through it as well. Like, you know how you go to concerts and sometimes, like, Lady Gaga is notorious for this. It's, like, too theatrical and it's like, 
girl, just sing your song. Like, why do you have to make a skit before you do the song? Yeah, a skit before the song. Put the skit into the song. Yeah. And Madonna was always good at that. Storytelling through the song. She did a lot of that within the songs during yeah. the night. There was, there was quite a few. She did stop to talk a fair bit, I would say. But you didn't care. She was... Yeah. I don't know on your night, but Madonna seemed the most relaxed she has ever been on stage. Like, you felt like she was actually happy to be there. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, she did almost die, so I guess she's happy to be anywhere. De- near death will do that to you. It'll give you appreciation for life, that's for sure. I believe it. I actually do think that that has changed her. Yeah. And that she was like, guys, I almost died. <laughs> Maybe not quite like that. But she was like, I almost died, and I'm back. And we were like, yes, Madonna! She said that at, at your show? Maybe not in quite so many words, but she did literally say, I almost died. Okay, so she did not address her near-death experience at my show. Oh, really? She also called us Toronto. Yeah, she did it on my night. That's right. She said, hey, boss. And then she went, oh, shit, I meant Toronto. But she did that before, too. She did it in Quebec City, where she called Quebec City, Montreal. Which, fair. That makes sense. Sorry, our French friends. Yes. But, I mean, Boston's in a different country. But it was the show she was at the... Well, not the night before the time. Her last her, her, her last, last date. stop was, <laughs> was in Boston before Toronto. I really have to say, like, I was completely blown away. I was surprised at how present she was. You mentioned that. Yeah. She was very present. I had so much fun. I was surprised at how well she performed. Yeah, well, I had read somewhere that she had, it's about a 60-40 split for what she does singing and what she lip syncs. And I have to tell you, I was watching to see, and it was really hard to tell yeah. where she was lip syncing and where, and where because her voice was actually in pretty good shape. I did hear a little bit of raspiness towards the end of the concert, but that makes sense. She entertained us for like two and a half hours. Yeah. It's a, it's a long show. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't feel bored between the acts, which was... Like when she went off stage and there were things yeah. going on. I mean, it, she had Bob the drag queen helping yeah. keep everything moving. and The fire sequence. Oh my God, the fire. When, she's like, you think I've done everything? Here's some fire. I know. Yeah. For like 10 minutes. I know, it was a long... What song was that for again? It was an interlude. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't even a song. Yeah. It was just like, oh, and here's some fire while I get changed. You know what? That happened... So I was watching the reinvention tour the other day and the opening for the reinvention tour was actually, I, I think, during that interlude. They just, ah. She just reused it, which I'm fine. Oh, yeah. There was some reused footage that yep. I saw, and I was fine with that too, because it is a retrospective, and she wants yep. to point out, hey, Reinvention Tour was one of my biggest tours, don't forget, and it was great. Reinvention Tour was very simplistic as well. Yeah, I mean, she rode the saddle, and I'm sure people are like, we don't care about the past Madonna concert, tell us about yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah, listen, I highly recommend, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I would give it five stars as well, five out of five stars, because I like stars instead of... Just I mean, numbers. Ten stars. Ten stars. Ten stars. Well, ten out of you'd ten have to see stars. it twice to give it ten stars. I w- of course I considered going again. You should have. I really... It felt like a chapter was closing. I mean, she did almost die, guys. Yeah. So who knows when she'll be back. So if you missed out, I'm sorry, but... I will say, too, I watched an interview with Bob the Dry Queen, who's in the show, mm-hmm. and he said that there's 80 dates of this show. So she's doing the show 80 times and he said we do 80 shows we will not match the number of times we've rehearsed the show isn't that crazy that is absolutely bonkers listen she might show up late she might be a diva she might be rude to people this bitch works she puts in the work 
and she deserves all of the accolades. She has seven Grammys. Wow, seven. Uh-huh. And she didn't get those until the 90s either. Like, they were they were notoriously not giving her anything yeah. for her music until the 90s. I think yeah. Ray of Light was her first. Ray of Light is when And that's like, that's like 90, 97 or something. Yeah. Anyways. And uh, she also has an Oscar too. For sing for a song she for wrote? For a song, yeah. Yeah, and she for has a Golden Globe. She got the Golden Globe for Evita. Oh, God. Okay. Let's, you know what, let's move on. But okay, it's time for a new segment in the show. This is so exciting. We are going to test our gay knowledge with a new segment called Poppers. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is, now this is your brainchild. So you're going to ask the questions this time. Yes. And we better hope that I know the answers or else I have to turn in my gay membership card. This is a, a gay pop quiz. I love it. And we're gonna find out how gay you are. When we say when you say gay pop quiz, is it like pop quiz or is it like pop culture quiz? Bit of both. Bit of both. Okay, let's do it. Let's All try. Right. How many questions is it? Ten. Oh fuck, we can't get through ten. No, we well yeah, we absolutely can. Okay. Oh, What's fucked. the name of Britney Spears' third album? This could be one of those things where we're gonna have to cut out the silence. <laughs> while I think uh, Britney Spears for some so. Third album. The third, okay, so the first album was Baby One More Time, then it was Oops, I Did It Again, then it was, uh, oh, it was the good one. It was the good album. It was the one that had um, uh, Breathe On Me. No, that's her fourth album. Oh, is it? That's In The Zone, her fourth album, best album. Is it, uh, so this is the one that had I'm a Slave? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, what is it? Oh, it's called Britney. Oh. Self-titled albums are the worst. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Speak. We're sticking on music for a bit. How many Grammys does Kylie Minogue have? None. None. Oh no, she does have a dance Grammy. You're right for yes. uh, In Your Eyes. No, coming to come into my world. Really? Yes. I really don't enjoy that you are asking me Kylie questions because you know how much I love her. I know. Now you're showing I don't know stuff about her, and yes, just you wait. I'm gonna do the next quiz, and you are going to pay dearly. Anyways, next question. Okay, which RuPaul's Drag Race queen has won the most money from? RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that's a good question. Because you win money in the things as yes. well. It would be one of the more recent queens because of the $200,000. Uh-huh. So, would it be Jinx Monsoon? It is Jinx Monsoon. Hey, I got one. Yes. Okay. Yes, because she won 100000 from her season that she oh, that's won. that's right. And then the 200000 from, like, the all-winners season. Yes. And then she won, you know, several tips yes. throughout the season. Okay. Yes, so over 300,000. I've, I've seen Jinx on stage, and i got to tell, tell you, she's better when she has Ben de la Creme by her side when she's on stage. I will just say that right now. Send in your complaints to <laughs> at gayafcomedy if you want to talk to me about that, but okay. Okay, which fashion designer designed Madonna's historic cone? Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul I Gaultier. knew that before you even finished this question. Who said, that's all? Lots of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're probably it's probably Mariah Carey because no. that's what I should guess when you're making questions. No. But I don't know. That's all. That's all. Is that a? I don't know who. From a movie. I don't know. Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, I that's guess. That's all. Oh. I, I don't Ooh. consider that gay pop culture. That's okay. a movie. Who is rooting for you? Uh, Tyra Banks. They're okay. That was. Whew, I was worried about that. Yeah, one. you were worried. What? Zodiac sign are you best paired with? Well, do you know my zodiac sign? I don't. 
So you just want me to say what I'm best favorite? I'm going to say Pisces because that's my husband's, oh. and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble if I would say something else. So Pisces. But Aries famously does get along very well with Pisces because I'm at the beginning of the zodiac. Pisces is at the end of the zodiac. We get along very well. His water puts out my fire. <laughs> so okay, yeah, okay. Um, so you know the the big heavy machinery's cat. Oh yeah, cat like caterpillar. Oh, that's so what it know. stands for. I know. Oh. That's yes. the question. How's that gay? Well, because you should have got it wrong if you were gay. Oh. Oh, I didn't Come swear on. that time. I didn't. I, Come on. I was going to swear and I didn't do it. What's the name of Barbara Walters' memoir? I'm Baba Walter. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Audition. Really? It should have called Next Question. Can Bill Clinton get it? I mean, he did before, but can he get it? What is it in this? Like, like can he get it? I don't know. Ask Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. Oh. Ooh. Is that was that the last question too? Yeah, that's the last question. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving things on a real positive note, aren't we? I don't know why I find Bill Clinton attractive. What? Why you what? I don't know why I find him attractive. Oh, you actually do find him attractive. Genuinely. That's why I got confused. Even now, he could get it. It's that southern drawl. You Is love. It? You like accents. That's why you make sure you keep yours. <laughs> I don't have an accent. Oh, you have a charming East Coast accent, and that's one of the things that makes people love you, so shut up. I just don't know how to say sorry properly. Yeah. It's, I think it, it could be the French, too, because I, I over... Anyway, all right. So the results are in. You're, you're kind of gay. Was I five out of ten? I, no, you had a little more. I wasn't keeping track. No, neither was I. <laughs> But folks, that's been our show. We hope you had a good time listening to us because we've had a good time talking and listening to our own voices. So have a great gay day and always remember to be proud to be gay as fuck. Say goodbye, Dylan. Goodbye. The Gay AF Comedy Podcast is a production of Gay AF Comedy. All songs and sound effects can be found on the YouTube free library because we're cheap. Follow us on Instagram, Stand Up Dylan, and this is Rob Watson. And you can follow Gay AF Comedy at Gay AF Comedy.